The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at comedyzonepodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. Uh, we have two out of the three limbs uh, Voltron here. Or three <laughs> out of the four, depending on what you call Jason. I, we still fuzzy on him. Right? Yeah, Jason, he's kind of a, yeah. He's like Kramer from Seinfeld or like uh, Hakeem from Brandy's show. It just pops up. Yeah. And then, you know, we say, get out of here. He when leaves. he's needed. He's a hero is what he is. He he comes in when we need him. Yeah. And if we don't need him, he's okay with it. That's yeah, he just kind of wastes for the call. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good, exactly. good on him. So, all right, but we have a uh, we have a very special guest today for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's special because he's going to stay for the whole hour, and that is special to us. That gets that fast tracks you to the Hall of Fame. It really does for this podcast. It really does. You, you, you know, usually it takes three or four appearances, but you do this that counts for two or three. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So he's on his way in. We have Mr. Dean Napolitano. Yeah. Let's give him a round of applause, Dean Thank Napolitano. You. Dean Napolitano. Uh, and you say it right. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Look, man. Come on. Are you kidding? <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like I grew up with this guy. So we we performed in the Bahamas together. Yep. How many years ago was that? Two years ago, almost exactly. It was two years ago. Yeah. And we had a great time. You were kind of sick, though. Yeah, well, we both got sick on the last show, you remember? We oh. were laying in the back of the room. We both were, <laughs> we were like racing up on stage back to the... Did we get like some kind of stomach yeah, bug stomach or something? Because you were doing the Pepto. We both bought a thing of oh. Pepto. Brian, that's the first awful. show in my life where while the opener, the MC was up, I was laid across the chairs in the uh, back, clutching my stomach. <laughs> I had to throw up the whole 30 minutes I was up there that night. Oof. And then he came up. And was just as sick. Same way. I was like, just <laughs> oh. get through this. Just get through it. Get through it. Yeah. We, we might have hung out too much. Yeah, that was part did. of the problem. <laughs> Our immune systems, we're older than we thought yeah. that weekend. It was way too much. We, so we met these, uh, you met them, real estate convention, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, that group of people. Yeah. yeah. So we had a group of people that we met. It was some kind of real estate convention. And then you saw one of them somewhere or yeah, something? Yeah, out in the casino where, you know. Mm-hmm. That people were hanging out, and they were like, "You should hang out with us, you and the other comedian. You guys are so funny." That's right. They came to a yeah. show, and you're trapped there. You can't dodge them. Yeah, they were nice people, but oh, they they were great. Like it was so random and strange. We ended up going to the water park together yeah. and all this <laughs> shit. And the, <laughs> and the girl, <laughs> you know what you're gonna say? The best is when she did the uh, the joke to you, and you were like, <laughs> "Oh, we you I know you told that story. You know yeah. I had oh. to have a teachable moment now." Oh. <laughs> it was you've never seen someone's face turn ghost white. That's already white. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, well, here, well, here's what happened. We have been having a really good time, yeah. right? So, so the uh, we come out of our show. And these girls act like we were like the Rat Pack or somebody. Oh, like they yeah. just wanted to be around the entertainers. Like they treated us like we were the '96 yeah. Bulls or something. It was it was odd. So she's taking us all over. Like we're going all over to the different bars. She's paying for everything. Okay. All our drinks yep. the whole weekend. The whole weekend. She's like, let's get together again. I'll pay for it again. I got the company card. <laughs> She just paid that shit all weekend. See, and we had a ball. Yeah, we did. They wouldn't stop. They're just handing you drinks. Just handing you drinks. You couldn't stop. 
<laughs> all over the damn place. So we having a ball, right? But every once in a while, she would say these little things. Yeah. So we're headed into the water park, and she's like, uh, all right, guys, we're going to have a great time. And Will, don't get scared now. I heard about you guys in swimming. Uh. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy. His face. And Brian, you know me. Yeah. I'm not the go along to get along. Type. You are not. So you I got all of a sudden, I got to become Cornell West here. <laughs> and and I, I just wanted to enjoy myself. But all of a sudden, my pigment started to become her punchline. Yeah. And that's and when that happens, like we can point out differences and have fun. Dean's yeah, Italian, yeah. I'm African. You uh what are you? I don't know. <laughs> He's something, whatever He's you are. Like, yeah, like you, you know, we, we can have fun with that and, and harmless whatever, yeah, but it's not yeah. ha ha, you're white. Right, right, right yeah. That's right, right. what we can't do. Yeah. So I had to have a talk with her at the bar. Everybody's around again, and somebody else did some shit. I don't know if they told us some chicken or watermelon or whatever the hell they were talking about. And I was like, you know what? That's three strikes. I don't, I don't play this <laughs> shit. I tried, I tried, bro. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know, black people swim now. Ah. And I did that two or three times. And then this final chicken shit or whatever she <laughs> said, I was like, look, let's shut, let's shut this down right now. Everybody, please hold your comments. And I proceeded to tell her how effed up what she was doing was, okay. that I didn't appreciate it. And I don't give a damn how many drinks you buy. That doesn't buy you the right to make my ethnicity some kind of fucking punchline. Right, yeah, yeah. I said, now, we got all these different people here, and you ain't made it fun of nobody's origin but mine. <laughs> and I'm supposed to just keep eating that and eating that and eating that because you're buying some fucking drinks. So that's not what's going to happen. But you just thought of a train hit this chick because it was like, what did I do? I don't understand. Completely oblivious. And at the end, that's why I call them teachable moments because she's not going to walk around so absent-minded. You got to think like if like if I were gay and every other joke was, all right, take it in the butt. Like You got to stop that. You got to stop that. So we had to talk, and then she's just like, I I just, I, I mean, I think you're being a little... Uh, you know, over the top about this. I'm like, bitch, nobody, yeah. nobody's, this has not happened to anyone else. I can't remember if we hung out with them anymore after that, or if they did, or if they did, I, th- I think we did. We I did. Think I think fine. we kept hanging yeah, out. I she kept, fine. Yeah. yeah, well, the free drinks are free drinks. Yeah, but once, but there were, <laughs> yeah, but there were no yeah, more yeah. black jokes. Yeah, it was yeah. the perfect yeah. scenario yeah, for me yeah. at that point. Because she was, do- she was doing too much, man. Like, when yeah, we were, was. when we were on the way to the bar, you weren't even here for this. We're on the way to the bar. And uh, we're walking through that long concourse that was in the hotel. Yeah. You know, yeah. through past all the shops. Oh, my God. So we're walking together, and this group of black males is walking up behind us, and she goes, let's get out of their way. I said, let me tell you something. Oh, my God. I would, no, I never, <laughs> let me tell you. You're not going to talk about black folks like they're cannibals. Right. Okay? Right. That's what you're not going to do here. So I had to, again, I had to boop, boop, put her in place. And finally, I just had to shut it down and have a state of the union. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, I'm the only black guy here, and y'all going to keep doing this shit. So, and then after that, I think it was fine. I think we were fair because we hung out with them the whole time. Yeah, we hung just, out. They she was cool. Enough. She just had this yeah. little tick that just I had. That, to, she just like, yeah, I gotta, gotta get a black joke. Yeah, just yeah, this yeah. little overt racism. Just this this little racism <laughs> thing, you know. Besides yeah. 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 that, she was great. Out. I really liked her. So. <laughs> it's, so it's just so funny to see something switch on a dive. Everybody's in bathing suits, you know, and going on water slides. It's like the record stopped. Yeah, like if it's in a movie, you would hear the record. No, and you know all the other white people are like, oh, oh yeah. God, what is, oh, no. That was definitely funny. Uh, yeah, I turned the bar into my classroom yeah. for a good three minutes. Yep. Then and then we got back to eating and drinking. Oh, yeah. And then food poisoning. And food poisoning. <laughs> and the food poisoning. Yeah. And food poisoning. So, yeah, but those were great shows. Oh, man. That Weren't they fun? fun time. Yeah, we had a blast, man. It was just constant. It was like two shows a night, right? Or mm-hmm. A lot of shows, a lot of, I did a lot of drinking that week. <laughs> 
Two well, weeks. I was going to say, it, it's two weeks two in the Bahamas. Weeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which on the surface sounds like who wouldn't want to go to the Bahamas yes. for two weeks? But you're, you are working. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Well, even time. at two shows a night, even if you're headlining, that's ninety minutes of work. That's a lot of time to kill yeah. on a tiny island. It, it is, and we, it was, I mean, we would see each other sometimes during the day. We were just recouping, just <laughs> like sleeping, <laughs> like the Walking Dead, just yeah. dragging past <laughs> each other. The hey, hallway, what are you like, doing oh. tomorrow? No, I gotta sleep for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I would call him. I'd be like, Hey, man, you still want to go to the <laughs> restaurant? Ah, I think I'm gonna stay. <laughs> he did that every morning for two weeks. Yeah, I you, you want to get your breakfast today? Ah, I think I'm gonna stay. <laughs> <laughs> They were killing us. I was wandering the casino at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. <laughs> but at the same time, man, um, you, I got to commend you because you were going through a lot of stuff. At yeah, that time. that's that's the, my mom passed three weeks before that. Uh. And I, I couldn't, uh, I, well, I didn't want to, I wanted to cancel. I, didn't, I was like, oh, maybe it'll be good. And after I got there and spent two weeks <laughs> in the Bahamas alone, I was like, am I jumping out this window tonight? <laughs> I'm jumping out. <laughs> And then we would, we talked a lot. You and I we talked, talked a lot. lot. So yeah. it was like one of them things where you're like, man, what the hell was I thinking coming here, you know, and yeah. not being around family? Because I was like, it was fresh. It was, I mean, yeah. I think we were there in end of October. And my mom happened. died October 8th. Yeah. So it was like, mm. it was, that was definitely a tough one. But, you know. So coming into it, did you think, hey, this might get my mind off of it? Or I what did. did. Yeah, I mm. thought exactly that. I thought, oh, you know what? Maybe it'll be good for me to step away from all. She was sick for a while, you know. So yeah. I was like, I'll step away, and it might be good for me. Yeah, and it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. This could be my. This could be my Robin Williams moment <laughs> right here coming it, up. It. it was terrible, man. I was <laughs> like, but you know, getting to talk to you and even talking to a couple other people there, you just kind of like bond with people you just met. Yeah, about life, and you just like you know. That's one of the great things about this comedy yeah. game, man. You just sometimes you just you meet a person that otherwise you would never have. No. Yeah, I might have seen. Well, you're from Jersey, right? Uh, Long Island. Yeah. Long Island. I'm sorry, Long Northeast Island, New York. Right. I'm from Pennsylvania. So aside from randomly seeing each other at a Jets Eagles game or yeah, something, exactly. <laughs> we would not have ever yeah. crossed paths. Nope. But it was, you know, I really got to know him, and uh, it was. And I think it makes the shows better. Oh yeah. When. There's that sort of you know relationship off the stage yeah. between some of the performers. It's a camaraderie too, and the thing is, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like when you're dating a girl and, and you go like on a weekend, you know, right away or a week somewhere, and you just get to know. Not that we were dating, but hey, it was listen. like a, the friendship level just builds faster. You're like, what are you doing? Hey, you hear about this? And you get like a you get two years of conversation in two weeks. Right, it's right, like, right. Hey, it's my best friend, Will Jacobs. It turned like. A, you know, like when you're little and the kid's like, this is my best friend. Maybe my best oh, friend. God. I told my wife about him so much. It she might have so wondered funny. if I was sick. Like, let's not talk happened? about him that much. What happened in there? Is he with you in your room? Is he with you right now? <laughs> we had such, it was just, uh, it was just a ball. Have okay. you been back since then? No, I haven't. I was, I just, uh, yeah, it was, that two, the two weeks is tough. You know, and I, that's what I'm, as I, as I'm longer in this career, I'm like, you know, I like to go get back. Go get back. So, but I'll, I'll probably do it again. We'll see. Well, as the feature is really tough because <laughs> you have to tighten your belt. Totally. Like that food over there. Oh my god. The prices of those restaurants <laughs> in the hotel are crazy at the Atlantis. Like, so every day or like every few days, I would walk that yeah. long way to this like grocery store that was like five miles and yeah. over a bridge. 
and cars are just whizzing past you like inches away. And you walk in to go get like some bologna. Just... <laughs> he told me that. I go, where is it? He goes, well, you got to go over here and you got to go across the bridge. But don't go left. Make sure you go right. I'm like, I'm going to pass. I'm just going to spend my whole paycheck on food here. That's it. That's what I'm going to do. That's it. I go. But another comic told me, she said, you know, the thing with the Bahamas, she said, you got to. I know it takes up a little bit of room in your luggage, but get your little foreman grill or something. And then she was like, when you get down there, you got your little canned foods, and you can get meat, hot dogs, whatever, and just grill them up and just eat that shit. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Because if you go down there like, oh, just eat out. No. Yeah. You're losing. You'd be sleeping on the beach. So, again, you think, I'm working two weeks in the Bahamas. I'm an entertainer. I'm doing shows. It's glamorous. Uh, It's it's glamorous. (laughs) You know when it's glamorous? When you walk in and you see the hotel and you go, man, I really made it. (laughs) Then two days later, you're like, I'm eating fucking bologna. (laughs) Chasing lizards out of my room (laughs) for two weeks. I know. It it, it really was surreal. Once you're there, it's literally it's the second, third day. You're like, what the fuck did I sign on to? What what did I do? Two weeks of this? Yes. And then you you look forward to the show. Then you're like, man. (laughs) (laughs) What am I going to do the other 23 hours? Put put being sick on top of that. Uh, (laughs) It's just like, get me the fuck out of paradise. If this is what it is, I don't want this. I think we had to fly home the next day. That was the last show. And I remember being, because we were texting at the airport. I, I'm like, <sighs> I'm going, I don't want to shit my pants on the plane. Oh, God. Because yeah. you, right? you, you literally was, I didn't eat nothing. I'm doing the Pepto. He had the Pepto the night before. I'm like, this this could be really bad. And, I, I, and you know what, though? When it happened, like I'm thinking about it now, I'm so glad that my wife didn't come. Yeah. Because, you know, she she might have had the baby with this stomach virus. Oh, that would have been yeah, a nightmare. That would have been horrible. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, one day after he's here, we'll come back. Yeah. Uh, but I ain't going back till I'm headlining it now. No, no. Like, no. I'm not going back as a feature. That, yeah. you know, I'm not. It's great. It's great if, if you're at the feature level and that's what you're consistently doing. It's a great experience to have. Yeah. But once you get that experience. Yeah. I'm not sure you need to go back. <laughs> for me, in the way my bills are set up, yeah. I, yeah. I can't really just go back like that. Yeah. You did it. I did it. And yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. And I was like, oh, if I cancel, and it was like two weeks before canceling. And I don't like to cancel, you know, because yeah. it doesn't look good. But I was like, nah, I'll go. Yeah. It was it was good. It was experience, experienced, but. Yeah, it was both of those. It was really great and it was really awful. <laughs> it's exactly like, was, what it was. Depending on what side of the story you're telling, yeah. it was great and yeah. it was awful at the same time. I'm a little bit surprised that they don't actually feed you guys. I'm sure that the they hotel... They give us a discount. You get a discount. It's, yeah, it's really odd. It's like 50% off food. I think but so. It's, but Even but that then they tack on yeah. like a gratuity. Like so it's with the taxes and everything, it's like 28% off or yeah. whatever. And I think the drinks you get, nothing, I don't think. Well, we got our drinks for Yeah, nothing. we got a lot of <laughs> We met the right people, yeah, but so I don't know what, they, yeah. what the real thing is for that. And then there's no gambling or something like no, that, No, you right? couldn't gamble. Well, they told you you couldn't gamble, but I might have <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble with authorities, yeah. but uh, I would say with a hat on, ching, ching, <laughs> fake mustache. <laughs> I was like, and, then, and then naughty who runs is like, oh yeah, you, but you know, I don't want to. Think. Yeah, I don't, uh, you'd think they'd want you to gamble. Well, yeah, you think, but I guess but I guess yeah. you're not allowed to if you're an entertainer. I I, I don't know what. Rule. Yeah, what would the point of that rule be? I have no, no idea. No. No. The, the, the um, I used to do um, corporate events at on big resorts and things like that. Not not as a comic, but as like an AV guy. Yeah, I'm a dork. Yeah, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but the 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 um, a lot of like the um, bigger resorts have an employee cafeteria, which is like 
you know, in the bowels of the place yeah. where they send you, and it's like you know leftover food from yesterday, but yeah. it's a warm meal and yeah. it's three bucks or something like that. I'm a little surprised that they don't. They, know, they shouldn't let you guys that. have I access mean, to that. Yeah, at no, least have don't. access to that. There's, if not, there's nothing like scraps off the buffet from the day before <laughs> when people are wiping their nose and grabbing the handles. Yeah. I could do that for three bucks. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. I've eaten worse, man. Yeah, I have. Yeah, but I mean they. The uh the weather held up pretty good. Yeah, I mean that was nice. So the oh, beach we were there was... after the hurricane too. Remember how wiped out it was? Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, they were doing all the um, uh, fundraisers for the for the house. And as you would ride through the town, oh. you would see like that place was devastated. Devastated. Yeah, yeah, man. So it's good that uh you know I hope the tourism has come back. I, I mean I haven't even checked to see how the area is doing. I, I didn't either. The club's still going. So yeah. Once yeah. once I got out of there, it was like getting out of Alcatraz. I was like, I'm <laughs> fucking done. So what was that? So then coming back home, like, you know, because I know what you came there dealing with. What did you come home to? Well, I had to come home to dealing with my dad. And because uh, I stayed at my mom's uh, parents' house while my mom was sick. So I took care of her and took her to all appointments. And she broke two hips in a year and mm. had lung issues. And, uh, and it was I would do it again in a second, you know. But my dad was kind of... You know, they were married 64 years. Mm -hmm. So everybody was there, and then everybody was gone. So then it became this void. So, mm -hmm. you know, staying there. And I'm still over there by him. You know, trying to get him, uh, trying to get the house where he wants to sell it. Mm -hmm. But he's 88, and your parents get that old. They're so stuck in where they're at, and all the memories of my mom are there. So, and, you know, my dad's a big part of my act. He's got a Facebook following. He's got an Instagram page. He's got more followers than I do on Instagram. <laughs> and I don't even put pictures up. I, like, hold back shit because I'm like, I can't believe this guy has more. And um, so I'm just trying to get it's, – it's, it's a weird dynamic watching your parents get that old and seeing one pass and then the other one deal with it and deal with that um, void. Yeah. You know. Well, that's that's actually a good place to break because yeah. in the next segment, the the dynamic between you and your dad is fascinating. <laughs> so we, I want to talk about that after yeah. we come back. Hey guys, I want to just pop in here real quick and uh, remind you about QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com, a collection of uh, local podcasts all about stuff going on in and around Charlotte. Uh, you want to know news, you want to know current events, you want to know where to go uh, to grab something to eat, where to go to grab a beer, what band to listen to, uh, where to go if you want a good laugh, uh, queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Big things coming up for the network coming up in uh, January. Keep watching this space. We'll be talking about it uh, in the near future as well. But uh, queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Let's face it, terrestrial radios left you behind. Where are you going to keep in touch with what's going on in and around your city? Right here. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com Welcome back. Segment two with the one and only Mr. Dean Napolitano. Yes. We were just talking about his act. And <clears throat> from what I've seen, at the time that we worked together in the Bahamas, I know that you talked about your family. Yeah. And you talked about your father a good bit in the act. And uh, then... Um, once we left and I would see you on social media, all of a sudden it seemed like you incorporated him even more yeah. into what you were doing. What led to that decision? And Well, I mean, for me, when I, my first joke in comedy when I was 21 was a bit about my dad and these huge pants pockets he would have and carry around like he just have stuff in them, you know, like a kid. So I was always doing, my dad was always a, a joke line in my act. 
And even when I lived in LA, they were like, my manager was like, you know, you got to do more about you being single again and dating. I'm like, but I'm talking about my life. My dad doesn't stop. He'd come on the road with me literally for, you know, a week or two at a time. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, it was just that thing. And he's a character. He's a 100% Italian <laughs> lunatic. Hilarious when he's not trying to be funny. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. When he starts to play it up, I'm like, pop, it's not good. Yeah. But when he says stuff, he says shit to people. Like, you know, we when my mom was sick, we would go to we went to the Olive Garden and the waitress comes over, he looks at the waitress, he goes, You know, you got a narrow head. <laughs> and this this poor waitress must have been like, you know, she went home all night, like <laughs> and my mother's face drops, and it, this is my whole life since I was little. So that that was always my act. And then I started making the videos more when I got a better phone. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? Um, I had a girlfriend that was like, you should make an Instagram page for your dad because people love the bits about him. This was a while, about five years ago. And so I started doing all that. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to videotape him secretly. Mm-hmm. So when my mom was sick, we would have to, I, you know, I'd go to the hospital. My dad, we would take turns. And, and, and I would just, to, to get my mind out of that, you know, going through that shit, Mm-hmm. I would just video him while he was getting frustrated. And I got one where we're going out into the bank and I got him and he looks at my phone. And he's like, you're taking a picture of me, aren't you? I, you're picturing me. I go, picturing you? It's a fucking video. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, I, everybody knows me around here. I go, they don't know shit. He goes, you're goddamn right they know me. And, he, and, it's, and it's real, but he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't realize I'm taking the whole video. He thinks it's just a picture. And I had people message me on that video. I put it up every year just for fun. And... <laughs> They're like, dude, I pissed myself watching this video because my dad's thrown out the F-bombs like a lunatic. And he's 88 years old, you know, so it's hilarious. Yes. He goes, I go over here to Walmarts, Kmarts, everything ends with an S, you know, Walmarts, Kmarts. I go, it's Walmart, Kmart. God damn it. (laughs) And so we just start laughing, and um, it was our way to kind of like get out of it. And I I hadn't released a CD, God, since I left L.A., and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take all the material that I had about my dad that I never really put on a CD. And my girlfriend, had t- I said, I want to get a picture of my dad with me in a headlock. Mm. And um, that's how I titled my album. You know, you look just like your father. And then I just kept making the videos, and... Um, People come to shows and they're like, is Pop coming? They ask me online. Wow. Pop coming to the show? Pop coming to the show? But it's harder now because he's older. And, <laughs> you know, he gets up now. He's like Bambi, you know, see, standing <laughs> up his leg. If he's sitting too long, I'm like, you okay, Pop? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. He's got the hearing aid. The hearing aid. You can hear the fucking hearing aid going off. It's like, you know, it's such a character, it's man. A, and he's the biggest character in my life. You know, he's a, he's a muse in a way. I, I just... I, I watch him. Sometimes I I'll get frustrated with him because he's old. You know, mm-hmm. he's eighty eight and yeah. he's cranky Italian at times. And I just look at him and he's like a little kid, man. I laugh and wow. um, I I I'm really talk to people. I'm, you know, my dad's old and I'm like, you know, you owe it to your parents to to. I'm not saying all parents. I mean, if you if you if your parent beat the shit out of you, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> not all great parents. But you yeah. know, like you know, seniors, you know, they're getting kind of tossed away in society. And I, I'm, mm. I I believe that um, you know it's our duty as kids to you know do your part, man. You yeah. know, don't just be like, oh, mom's okay, dad's okay, so and so's taking care of them. Yeah, because um, we're all gonna be there, you know, maybe someday. And uh, that's that's what I did. And I I wanted him I'm to sure have you got something. such a kick out of. He loved when he saw the picture and he saw that was gonna be my my album cover and and the title is you look just like your father because I always get that mm-hmm. you know they look at him and me and they're like you look just like your father I'm like he's fucking eighty eight 
Hey, that's never a compliment. You know what I mean? Right. For him, it is. For him, it's great. He's like, yeah, I look great. I'm like, what did I do? And um, yeah, so we just, you know, it, it meant a lot to him. And I can kind of put that to rest and now working on a new hour of just, you know, not anything with uh, with that in it. because. But I, I haven't done this material around the country. I was in L.A. and I came back here and then, you know, just stayed mostly in the southeast. So um, coming up here doing it, these people have never heard one bit. You oh, know? man, that stuff is so and, funny, bro. Uh, last I, night with your brother. Oh, my God. My brother in the car and <laughs> shit. Yeah. That stuff is drop yeah. dead hilarious. Like, it, it's yeah. uh. You know, I still love it. Like, I've been doing it 27 years. Like, last night we went to the bar over here, the sidebar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's all strangers in there. And, you know, I had some Miller Lights and did a video. And they put on Lean Lean On Me song. And we all started singing in the bar. And I'm like, wow. I feel like it's this, like the first time I won a contest, my first wow. time up, you know. And I can honestly say, I ain't rich. You know what the comedy money's oh, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're a top dog, you're, you're, it's, right. you're, you're making it. You're making it. And, and, you know, I'm paying my bills. But uh, I love it just like the first day I started, man. I really do. <sighs> That's I. I what, let me ask you this then. I mean, because you've, how would you say your relationship with your father changed from, let's say, before your mother passed, his wife passed, and after? Because I know, because yeah. I, I only say this because, and I was a kid when my mom died. Yeah. But me and my father's relationship totally changed. Like my dad's like my best friend now, where before he was just a guy that paid some of the bills and yelled at us right. if we did something wrong. But I never saw him at, like I was a mama's boy. And then we lost her mm. and we had to rely on each other. And I had to like get to know him. Wow. Because <clears throat> when he was pregnant with me, he was in law school. And uh, for the first few years, he was finishing up school and working in D.C., so he didn't even live with us. Wow. And then, you know, he came went back and lived with us around when I was three or four. And, again, he was working all the time. He's a lawyer. I, yeah. I didn't see him that much. My mom was the one I was always up under. And then she passed away, and we were all looking around like, mm-hmm. what in the hell? Because my mom was like the PTA mom and all that stuff. Did everything. Like, matter of fact, they had to shut my elementary school down because all the teachers came to the funeral. No kidding. Yeah, like my mom was like that. And uh, it it just it was such a big blow for everybody, but me uh, me my father and my brother all of a sudden had to rely on each other. Yeah. And then it just me and my dad became super tight uh, after that. So that's why I know it transformed our relationship. Right. And I'm wondering if there was any change. And in yours. you were five at the time. I was ten. Ten. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a hard time. Ten year old. Yeah. I th- you know f- for me it was a little different because I it's always been a struggle in my family with six boys and my dad. My dad didn't have a great childhood with his dad. His dad was, you know, he never badmouthed him, but he was rough. And um, my, my mom was sick. My dad's the big dude. He's like a silverback gorilla. He's got huge hands. He's strong. And he can't control his body like he used to. You know what I mean? He's just kind of yeah. clumsy in, in a way. Mm-hmm. And my mom didn't like him helping because he would hurt her. Like, not purposely, but right. he would grab her, grab, you know, try to get her up. And, he, and you know, he grabbed the arm. To hurt her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't know he's trying so really, it was weird because then I became my mom wanted me to, to do the stuff because I understood her and I listened and he couldn't hear. So then what happened was there was a dynamic where my dad felt frustrated and useless about not being able to help and he felt bad. So then attention be, became between us where I'd be up all night or I'd have to go with my mom for breathing treatment or whatever. And my dad would, you know, 
just kind of come out and he would just be frustrated or angry or he couldn't do what he wanted to do. And we, we almost got into a couple of scuffles one time because I had to bring my mom a sandwich at the hospital. She only likes one slice of roast beef or one slice of cheese. This fucking guy builds a Dagwood sandwich. You know what I mean? It's like my mom's got her false teeth are jacked up. He's bringing her, he's bringing her a hoagie. I'm like, she can't chew that. He's like, I know your mother 50 years. I know what she likes on her sandwich. I'm like, you don't fucking know what she likes on her sandwich. And we're yelling at each other on the way to the hospital. I swear to God. And he goes, just shut the fuck up. I go, and he's telling me just driving. I'm like, oh my god, what's happening? And and this is and then, I think an hour later at the house, I go, look, pop. I give him a hug. I go, I love you, man. I go, we're going through some hard shit here. I go, I'm just telling you, we got to communicate. And I'm just, I know she's your wife. I get, and we had we had to have a real talk. I said, it's just this is the way it is. And unfortunately, you know, seeing mom like this, it's it's you and me here right now. And, uh, you know, we went through, it was like a war going through it. My mom would get up in the middle of the night and, and, and lose control of stuff. And, you know, he, one time he had to get up with her and I didn't hear it. And it was a mess. And he, I come out and she's in her, you know, thing on the wheelchair. My dad's there with no shirt on. Look like he just went 10 rounds with Tyson. I go, I wake up, it's five in the morning. I go, what's going on out here? And my mom, you know, we had to go to the hospital that morning and my dad just looked beat up. Because you know, he's older and he has heart, heart failure problems. And he goes, rough night, buddy, rough night. I go. <laughs> so then, you know, it ended up being one of them things where he couldn't. It was affecting his health sure. because they were in the same room together. So we had to move her out. And then we had to have a lot of talk. So it made us closer in the sense of um, of life as life is getting older and, and, and it's ending. And you're mm-hmm. in the later part of your life, and seeing someone pass that slowly. My mom had a, it was about a two year, you know, event of of sickness just taking her down, and then to watch him go through that, you know, I feel I feel for the guy. Not only as a son, but you know, as my friend. He's my friend, and we, you know. Well, well I'll tell you when <clears throat> when I first saw that uh, he was on the album cover. <laughs> And that you were now make, I, and I saw the Instagram, some of the Instagram videos. I'm, I'll be honest. The first thing I thought in my head was, as much as his dad gets on his nerves, yeah. How were they able to come together? It's, and do, I, I honestly, I come just knowing you. Yeah. I was looking at that like, how did they do this? <laughs> he, he's like, it's so funny you say it because everybody always sees like the videos of him and I joking around. Like, I wish that that's such a great relationship. I go, you have no fucking because <laughs> him and I, he, we go through shit, and and people are like. What are you doing that to your dad for? I go, you have no idea what this man's like. This man's yeah. an animal. <laughs> and, you know, it's all in love and joking, and I, I do anything for the guy. But it's it's a relationship, you know? It's 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 not perfect. It's We've had more laughs than I think anybody can have with their dad, you know, and he um, he loves it. He says to me all the time, he goes, you know, he goes, uh, I, I just miss going on the road with you once in a while. I miss those days, you know. I, I just miss it. He goes, I know I can't go anymore. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm like, well, you are. You're doing it. You're making me feel guilty, <laughs> Catholic bastard. You. And he, he, uh, but it's got to feel good to hear it, that it, it does. Mean, it means that much to him. It means a lot to him. He yeah. goes, my best times were with you going on the road. He says that to me all the time. You're my good body. You know what I mean? You're my, I can tell you anything. And then sometimes he tells me a little too much. <laughs> a little too much. A little too much about pre mom days and him hooking up and the arm. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but I let him get it out, even though I throw up in my mouth a few <laughs> times. I let him get it out because he's got nobody to tell the stories to. All his friends are gone. And he says all the time, you know, it's like when everybody you know is dead, 
He goes, <laughs> after my mom passed, this was something else too. My sister passed of cancer like eight months later. Oh. And it was just the worst like year span. And my dad had two of his friends pass and his sister, his sister passed. So it was like five deaths real close. <laughs> he's got his jitterbug phone, right? And this is how we'd find the comedy in it. He, he's going through his phone. He's scrolling. He goes, God damn, before you know it, I'm only going to have two numbers in here. You <laughs> and your brother. <laughs> He kept having to delete people. I'm like, I started cracking up. I go, as sad as that sounds, it's the funniest fucking it's thing so I've ever It's so funny, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> his, his concern was my, my, friend, my list is dwindling. Oh. And, you know, it, and I know that, that that segment of my comedy career pr- process of writing is over pretty much. I mean, I'll have a new bit here and there about it, a couple new ones recently. But, you know, my, my thing is I just... It's it's so important with, yeah. with your parents. I mean, even if you have a bad relationship, you know, even when they're old, you know, they did the best they could, right, for what they knew right. at that point in their life. They're Sometimes not, you got to factor that into how we look at our parents. Like, yeah, as crappy as it seemed, sometimes that's what they knew. That, that's all they knew, and they're doing the best they can. And you know, give them a break, man. You know, I know people have had hardship. But I see my brothers have, you know, I have brothers older and they have different relationships. And the oldest one, you know, sometimes he just brings up shit from when he was like 18 about oh, not getting yeah. a ride to work. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, dude, really? Let that shit go, man. I got a brother like that and he just will not. I mean, he'll tell you something somebody said to him in 1993. And I'm like, I don't even remember. I couldn't imagine even caring about Yeah. Something. And why would you hold that? I don't, I don't care. But but see that you know but for him, um, you know I said my mom died when I was ten. Mm-hmm. Well, he was three, uh, so he never had right the, even the limited experiences I had. Uh, he never had, <clears throat> and he developed this kind of bitterness. Yeah, uh, for years. And the problem is when you when your mother dies when you're young, uh, you got to be as a kid. It can be tough because not only are you dealing with that loss, but everybody starts to feel bad for you. Right, yeah. feel ba- except other kids, they're cruel. They'll be like, "Ah, at least my mama ain't dead." Like that's what he's saying. Kids are fucked up. Man, okay? fucked kids up. are messed up. Right? <laughs> so bad. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, look it. at you, you fat bastard." Ah, at least I got a mom. It's like, all right, now I'm in the bathroom <laughs> crying. Right, every time. So, <laughs> so uh, you go through those experiences though, and he was uh, he was younger, so he would always be looking like, you know, what was mom like, and what yeah. was, and it felt so bad uh, because. It, it it was a different it was just a different experience for him. So what happened was all my aunts, her sisters and stuff, whenever he would cut up in school or he'd bring home bad grades, well you know his mother yeah. died. And I'm like, there's a statute of limitations. On that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We can't do that for the next fifteen years. Yeah. And I told him one day, I'm gonna tell you right now, the world doesn't give a shit about that. You're right. They're gonna demand performance in whatever you do. So you need to get the practice now of not letting that be a crutch for you. Yeah, and he even says to this day, like I I spent too many years blaming things on that. Mm. Uh, so that that kind of loss can uh can can change the the relationships and change people because it's a big void. He doesn't know what the void is. He's looking for answers. He just he's, and you so it turns into bitterness. And right. it's a, back to your point. It turns into something somebody said yeah. to him however many years yeah. ago. He's clutching yeah. onto it and everything else because maybe there's a void somewhere else. That's I bet that's it's got to be. And we can't ever feel that exactly how they're feeling. We can only try to, you know, 
help facilitate a better way to get to a better place in your mind, I guess, you know? It's so hard. It's, I, can't, I, I can't tell you how many times. For example, my mother, and it was always weird. We talked about this when we were in the Bahamas, but my birthday is March 24th, right? I'll be 40 this year. No kidding. Big 4 It's crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited and scared. So, <laughs> but I turned 40 in, uh, in March, and um, my, my mother died, was born March 23rd. Mm-hmm. So I'm born March 24th. She's born March 23rd. Wow. So every year when her my birthday came around, I'm depressed because of her. Right. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I never, about. and then like Christmases, like all those things, these festive things that I'm having to relearn because I have a wife. Right. Like I would just wasn't into it because my dad wasn't into it. I tell people, I used to joke, my dad came in like the GOP, just slashing programs. Like what? Oh, uh, what is this big breakfast Wednesday? I don't know what that is. Uh, what, uh, uh, what is it? allowance for what? Just being here? No, nah, I don't know what that is. And then what's this Christmas? Okay, uh, like he just started slashing programs and cutting things back. And so I developed this sort of curmudgeonly at oh, what the fuck is that Christmas? Who cares? Give some big fat white man credit for all that shit I did all year. I became that guy. Yeah, I could see that. And then yeah. now I got a wife that's reintroducing it, and she's like, "What do you want to get your father this year?" Yeah. And I'm like, "My dad doesn't give a shit about Christmas, and neither do I." Okay, so don't even <laughs> like you just become something you don't even realize. Yeah, you know. So so he became kind of bitter, and I became this dude that struggles with affection and emotion because of that direct relationship. And now your son is going to end up teaching you <sighs> and showing you that. Other okay. side of it, when you see the joy of Christmas or whatever in him, whatever it is. Let me tell you something, brother. I saw him walk up to our Christmas tree and just, like, stand there in amazement. Yeah. And I'm like the Grinch when his face turns and he starts <laughs> to <smile. laughs> I'm sitting behind him oh, ungrinching. <laughs> now funny. I'm, like, into the shit. I'm yeah. like, oh, when are we going to get his list? And let's help him write a list. And, you know? But you're right. It, that stuff changes you, man. Yeah, Kids does. can change you. They do. The I think they do. And you always hear people say, like, I even catch people now. They're like, I don't know why anybody want to bring kids into this world. It's such a horrible place. <sighs> I go, if every person thought like that, no good people would be having kids. We'd be really screwed. That's a problem I mean, now. The bad know? people have a lot of babies. Yeah, there's a lot of bad babies. <laughs> a lot there. of the dudes I know that should never have a kid have uh, five. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to balance yeah, it out with the good. Every time two of my good, like, Good career, good home friends. I'm like, you yeah. gotta have some more. Two yeah. is not enough. You gotta have yeah. four or five. Because these people are reproducing by the bucket. It's always the case. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a good place to end. Too many people uh, in America. Yeah. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll cut it here and uh, move on to the final segment. We'll be back. Some great shows coming up at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina over the next several weeks. Starting tonight, if you're listening to the show uh, on the day it comes out, Friday, December 7th, uh, 2018, Sinbad, the one and only Sinbad in town. The 7th, 8th, and 9th, the rare Sunday show. Two shows Friday night, two shows Saturday night, the 7th and 8th, one show on Sunday night. Don't miss Sinbad at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. Next weekend, this is very exciting, 13th, 14th, and 15th, Gary Gulman. In town, this one it says must be nice to her. This one's been on the uh, calendar for quite some time. Looking forward to that one. Gary Gulman in town, the 13th, 14th, and 15th of uh, December. That will be very much fun. Alana Glazer in town, the 21st and 22nd of December, right before Christmas. And the weekend after Christmas, uh, Lou Nell, and I hope I'm getting that right. You know her from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, from Showtime and from the TV Guide Network, Lou Nell here the 27th, 28th, and 29th. Also, don't forget, ring in the new year with Colin Moulton at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte. We'll tell you how to get tickets 
in just a moment. Looking ahead a little bit to January, Steve Byrne will be in town the 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, Schuler King in town. My cell phone. Uh, let's see. Don DC Curry will be in town as well, and Nate Bargazzi. So some great shows coming up in December and January. Here's how to get tickets. CLTComedyZone.com, the website. All the dates and details for all the shows coming up at the Comedy Zone are available there. You can also buy tickets as well. You can call the, bo- call the box office, 980-321-4702. 980-321-4702. Follow the Comedy Zone on social media at Comedy Zone CLT. Uh, all over the place. And uh, Charlotte Comedy Zone, I believe, on Facebook as well. As for the podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, laughable which is a really cool app you can get it on your alexa uh all kinds of cool places to check out the podcast find us rate us leave a review it's the best way to help this stinking show continue to stink and grow check out live comedy don't forget to keep supporting it gary gulman coming up next week sinbad this weekend at the comedy zone keep coming out keep supporting live comedy keep doing what you're doing charlotte Welcome back, man. It's been a, it's been great. It's and this yeah. this this has been like when we're off air. You laugh sometimes. You're yeah. halfway crying other times. Yeah. That's That's right. We just go through this range of emotions. Whatever. We we I'm, love the pain and the happiness. I'm exhausted. I don't mean exhausted. It is exhausted. We're talking about real. I, I know but our audience is like, I'm crying, I'm laughing. I don't know what to do. I I, Dean is going to be our only guest that's like that. <laughs> I'm going to go home and hug my dog. Because you think you, 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 you're having a good time. And he's like, but why am I crying? Though? Yeah, it's like, you get all, I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, then the sense of memory comes in. I'm like, I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, so Brian, I gotta uh, now. I got Dean here. I gotta confront Dean. Okay. okay. This is. I gotta confront him here. Okay. So, right. I saw that Dean was gonna be at the Comedy Zone, Charlotte Comedy Zone. Right. I haven't seen him since the Bahamas. Right. So I excitedly reach out to Dean. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. This thing's full of exclamation points. Okay. <laughs> I said, and I'm gonna read it with the exclamation points. I said, Hey, man. I was saying like Kevin. Hey, man. <laughs> I said, hey, man, I just saw you going to be in Charlotte on the 5th and the 6th. I said, I had no idea. I'm in town. Got a feature yet? You know, just exclamation, exclamation. Yeah, just yeah. an opportunity to work together. Well, absolutely. We both know I don't feature much anymore. Yeah, right, right. Let's keep, let's keep it real I, for the audience. And I, I thought you yeah. were headlining here on off nights. Yeah, I do. And some of the other clubs. I headline. Yeah. So I'm like, but just to hit the stage with him, because I have certain comedians yeah. that I just like to perform with. Yeah. So I said, oh. Hey, you got a feature yet? I said, uh, I said, either way, I'll be sure to be there. I'm come, I'm coming to the show tonight, by the way. Did I not text back? Well, no, no, here's what happened. I'm, I'm getting to it. Here's here's the big worse climax. Than that. Yeah. I'm building it up. So it says, also, I said, it'd be a great time to interview f- you for the podcast if you're interested. Right? I said, I'm the host, right? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, you so you hear the enthusiasm in that, right? Here's yeah. Dean's response. <laughs> hey, Will. <laughs> Dot dot dot. You can't. Oh, he went dot dot dot. <laughs> dot oh, dot no, dot. No, hey, no. Will. Dude. Dot dot dot. I don't even know what dot 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 means. I just did it. But yeah, go I don't ahead. know why he did dot dot dot. <laughs> but he dot dot dot. I have a two-year education. But go he ahead. goes, hey, Will. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to you getting there. Period. Ooh. Not exclamation point. I'm not sure if they gave the feature set up yet. Period. 
That was all I said about featuring. Okay. Be great to see you, period. Uh, I definitely do the podcast, comma, sounds fun, period. Can't believe it's been two years, period. Can you stop commenting on my punctuation? <laughs> I mean, I'm very self-conscious of my I, punctuation. I, I just said right. that I don't feel Dean's level of excitement. Yeah. Met my level of excitement. So then I'm having like, okay, so this here's what happens internally, right? So I go, kind of crazy, man. Be good to catch up. I hit him with the yeah, periods so you, after you, he hit me with all the periods, right? I met him halfway. So then I'm sitting at home, right? And I'm sitting there later that night, and I'm like, man. We had, I said, I said, man. I said, I'm starting to recount the memories, right? I'm like, we got with the chicks, man, and I yelled at everybody about racism, and we drank, and we ate chicken and pizza, and we did the shows, and we both got sick, man, and we talked about our parents and what they mean. I really was kind of having like a broke back mountain moment. Because I'm like, we had all these experiences together in the Bahamas. What about the Bahamas? <laughs> that, now I'm glad my wife didn't see that part. Because yeah, no I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, like at the end of Brokeback, looking at like a shirt. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we had all these times. And it meant nothing to him. I gave so much of myself. And this meant nothing to him. That's how I felt. I swear to God. That's how I felt. He, he, he left me on Brokeback Mountain. What, what time was that text sent? This text. This text at was what sent. What time at night? I would tell you. I would tell you this text or or a message you sent. Uh, you sent Monday at eight forty nine a.m. A.m. All right, Mike probably hung over. I don't know, but here, you know, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> I hate texting, and I always say it because inflection and the way it's out, and and then I'm like people, and then I hear people like saying like, oh, you read someone's text and they and they don't capitalize or punctuate right and i'm like it's fucking text I do you know what i mean that. Yeah. It, it, people say it all the time i mean I, I hear from all the friends in la and shit and i'm like you know what man i didn't know i was being graded on this fucking message i'm about to send you <laughs> so i should have just called you <laughs> and said and i was gonna say maybe we, you know I, I don't know how they book the features here so it's my first time i'm like uh and i knew you weren't featuring and i'm like this is weird. And then hearing you read it like that, you That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know my goals make it feel bad yeah, at some point in this podcast. It seems to be working. This. Well, yeah. Just, well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Because I was like, you know, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I, <laughs> I said, uh, I said, well, I said, when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, get in line with all the other people that want to feature, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, did he hit me with a get a line, get in I line response? I swear to God, I didn't. Is this what happened? Again. That was a. I know did our time together mean nothing to you, dude? Motherfucker, I know you're <laughs> tight with these guys here. I'm like, he doesn't need me to get no feature work. Oh, I just you'd be surprised. And do, a <laughs> guest, <laughs> do a guest spot tonight. Come on down. Take some of this time. Shut <laughs> up, bitch. But you also, though, this I is think. good, though. I, like my wife does. Payback's your bitch, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> my wife <laughs> feel awful. <dude. laughs> feel a little bad. <laughs> my wife does this is, um, all the time. Well, she'll bitch. project stuff onto other people's text messages. Like, yes. Like you read that back very angry. Are you sure? Like this person's <laughs> angry. So when you saw the text message from Will, what was your reaction that moment? You're like, oh, cool, Will. Yeah. Let me let me read it in my voice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's pull it. Yeah. Now we're gonna have Dean's dramatic reading. Okay. Because he seems to feel like it was different than the way and, I read and, it. And this was uh, Monday morning. This is Monday, yep. And, and then and it starts from there and goes down. And, and this is the Monday the that just passed, correct? Mm-hmm. A couple okay, days ago. Okay. And then, so so let me let me give you a preface that I I was flying. I flew to Tennessee to see my daughter Saturday. We did the, the, we did the whiskey tour at Jack Daniels. Up all night. 
drank way too much. Got up the next day, went to the Jet game, drank way too much, watched them lose. Flew back, got diverted to Jacksonville. As I was at the airport, I see Will's text. Brian, can you get a picture of me confronting Dean, please? Um, Where does it start again? Oh, so it starts right. uh, It it starts right there in the blue. Hey man, that's me. Okay, so so I uh, now I'm (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) You got the picture, Brian? All right, good. That's his next album cover. (laughs) 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 And I'm trying. I'm trying to focus after a devastating loss for my team. Yes. Lots of drinking I shouldn't have done, and and I I I get on my about to get on my plane Mm -hmm. to come home, and I see. Hey, man! <laughs> Exclamation point. Like, why are you yelling at 8.40 in the morning is what I'm thinking. Um, That's a good question. Ju- just so you're going to be, uh, just saw that you're going to be in Charlotte on the 5th and the 6th. I just left <laughs> the gym. Exclamation point. I just left the gym. I mean, apparently he's doing, <laughs> just doing something in the morning with caffeine. Had no idea! <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> I mean, I just felt like I was being yelled at this morning. Uh, I'm in town. Got a feature yet? Four question marks in a row. <laughs> now, I mean, man, times are hard. This brother really needs, it really needs to work. Holy shit! Is, is lawyering going bad? I'm like, is he pro bono and everybody? Really needs that fifty bucks. I, either way, I'll be sure to be there. Exclamation point! I mean, you talk, you talk like fucking two people, man. This, there's no nuance in this conversation. <laughs> All right. Oh, so, also, comma, it'd be a great time to interview you for the Comedy Zone podcast if you're interested. Guilt mongering motherfucker. <laughs> no. I'm the host, humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I respond, hey, Will. Dot, dot, dot. Had a great time with him in my head in the Bahamas. Great guy. That's what that means, thinking. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting there. I'm not sure if they gave the feature set up but yet, but um, it'd be great to see you. I- I'll definitely do the podcast. Sounds fun. Can't believe it's been two years. Wow. Period. Wow. It's all on how you read it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it is all on how you read it. Well, go to the jury. Brian, which interpretation of events are you swayed by? I feel like I feel like the truth is probably somewhere in the ah, middle. Ah, <laughs> jury you're going to get us with. Right right right. jury. I'll take it. <laughs> Your exclamation point. I'm a lawyer, not dead. I feel like Dean may have rolled his eyes when he saw your text. <laughs> I feel like that may have happened. Uh, Your enthusiasm. I went full used car sales. Yeah, I, I admit it was 8 in the morning. It was oh. early to yell that much. I barely had a coffee in me. I'm like, I, I was excited. I just left Planet Fitness. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, 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 D's here. I was still roided up. Yeah, you're excited to see him. Roided up. up. Yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> uh. So I maybe should have waited and calmed down a bit and reached out to him. Or just backed off on the punctuation just a bit. Hey. Not t- uh, one too many exclamation yeah. points. Yeah. There's... It was Don't all I'm exclamation <laughs> points. There was no commas or periods. It was just <laughs> yelling at me. I wanted you to see how excited I was <laughs> that you were here. It's like that thing. <laughs> didn't go right. <laughs> uh, where you text a girl or send a note to a girl, and you're like, I'm going to tell her I love her for the first time. And then you say, ditto. <laughs> ditto. That's like yeah. all you get is ditto. K. <laughs> yeah, K. K. 
Great, uh, great. That did not go as well as I'd hoped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but apparently last night was the night to really hang out. That because oh, that dude, I wish you were there last night. I didn't even think because I was like, well, he's gonna be there Wednesday, Thursday. So if we were gonna maybe interview him, yeah. then I was like, okay, I'll go to the show that night because yeah. you know I got to get clearance now yeah. because I'm I'm the one. I'm working and my wife is with the baby working right. at home. So, uh, like, when it comes around 7, 6, 7 o'clock it's at night, she wants a break. break. Oh, yeah. So, I when I'm it, like, hey, by the way, I'm going to be at the company until yeah. 10, 11. Yeah. You know, so I got to be very meticulous about yeah. when I pick my spots for that. Yeah. So, uh, totally understand that. Yeah. So, I should have done Wednesday, though. The Wednesday's usually the hangout night. Yeah. It when was, people you know, hit small bar. Because I got to leave Friday morning, like 6 30. Yeah. And I'm like, and I wasn't planning on I wasn't expect. I never met Hef before. No. Nah. Wow. I, I, all these years, I've, I've been working for them since I'm 21. On you know, on and off, I went to LA and I didn't work for them for like five or six years. And then uh, he comes in. I didn't know he had, he had a bandana on. Oh, he thinks he's like Andre Agassi. I thought right? a pirate oh broke God. into the joint. I'm like, man in shorts and shit. Hey, the buccaneer. And I, I look, and he just walks in, and I go, he goes, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who he is. He's a like, guy. Yeah. And then he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm Brian Heffron. I'm like, holy shit. He's like, who's this schmuck? Yeah, I know. I, you know, I know who Hef was. <laughs> And then we just started talking. We had the greatest conversation about the state of comedy and, and um, just the business itself and, you know, uh, just where it's going, you know, what I'm doing, what he's doing. And, and then we went over to the sidebar, and it was a, it was a blast, man. And all these so guys small came bar in. D. Sidebar, small bar, you know, it's a bar. Well, Same I, I, it's over there on the side. It was I called Small Bar. I think the owner cares. Small <laughs> <laughs> this Sorry, podcast is listened to by thousands. Sorry, it's uh, Small <laughs> Bar. Small Bar. Small Bar on the side. Yeah. 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 Small Bar on the side. It's uh, it's a cool little place. You know, it we is. went over there and we were talking and um, I met um, uh, Rip. Oh, the guy that works for, oh. That guy's great? a treasure, man. Oh, yeah. I, I could talk to that guy for days. Oh, he's the best. And um, yeah, we he was making me laugh so hard and then he got in on the song when we did it and all those guys and and there was there's one point where Rip, in the, if you look at the video, I'm holding it and they go, "Come on, <laughs> come on in here, pops, get in here." And then he comes in, he's like, "We all." And then one of the other guys like talks in between him. He looks over like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> like, like he ju- jumped on his solo, and I I'm dying laughing because he's so real. That dude's been through the shit, man. Oh yeah. When you oh, hear yeah. his life story, I'm like, this guy is one of the most interesting people I've ever talked to, and I I just it was. 27 years, I'm going to tell you, that was probably the funnest. I've had some fun, crazy nights after shows. And, you know, not even talking like, you know, girl stuff or anything like that, because I was never that guy. Mm -hmm. But just hanging out with the guys, drinking, laughing, you know, gambling in the day if I gamble. But last night was the funnest night I've ever had after a show. Wow. Huh. Now That's let's crazy. Ho- let's hope none of those people reach out to Dean two years later. <laughs> and say, hey man, I had a great time at the small sidebar. Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> Dean will go, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> like Daria. You oh suck. yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I had a great time. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, didn't we sing? Did we sing a song? That was good. I think we sang uh, Lean on Me or oh, Stay by Some me. shit you guys were into? Yeah. Yeah. What's your name? Rap? Rip? What is it? Rip, rip, <laughs> rip. You were in Vietnam? Something like that? One of those wars. Something. <laughs> yeah. It's nice meeting you guys, right? You take care. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Speaking of, I, I, I don't, I don't want to forget this before we go. Acting. Yes. We talked a lot about acting. Yeah. We were in the Bahamas. I was going to get headshots. I told you that. You, you're crazy. Start auditioning you for stuff. Uh, I didn't do any of that. Okay. I was going to say, how's, a, how's that auditioning? 
Well, so, what is what so he was so concerned about my response, but didn't give a shit about all the advice I gave him, you know, because it meant so much to him. You know, Dean, I'm more of a crockpot with my actions. I'm not, you know, I go, yeah, I'm going to get right on that. And then, you know, three years later, you might see a little something. Maybe baby comes. Well, you had a lot on your plate at that I time. Did. I did. I, 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 I had a baby on the yeah, way. New baby, and, um, and everything's changed. And now with the job, I, you know, I work like 50 hours a week. And then I'm so glad. This is normally where Brian would play the violin drop, and I'm glad he had enough class not to do that. But I just don't have it handy, otherwise well, I'd have been all over it. Well, good. <laughs> but but no, it is it is it is tough to find that balance because it's like it's this weird thing where you want it to become successful enough to where you can leave your day job, right? But your day job requires so much damn time; it slows down. It does the process, especially too when when you, when you are married and have a family. Oh man. And your responsibilities are exp- exponentially greater than that's what I didn't get. Someone, yeah, that's what I didn't understand about marriage and kids was you can't just come home and just be no. and relax. You got to be dad. You do. You got to be the husband. You got to how did the day go? You got to play with the kid. You got you got to be active. And you might know you might be tired, and you, you might want to come home and put the game on dad. and not talk to anybody yes. some days. And then your kid says, "You want to play Candyland? You play Candyland. You play Candyland." So and, so yeah. and then trying to say oh yeah and there's this comedy career I'm right. gonna try to <laughs> and so and soon soon I'm gonna tell you will uh, things will get better that will little boy better? will get older and you'll have more free time to explore that acting career that you've desired for so many years since the Bahamas is it really possible it is possible will you'll get a headshot and with that likability and that flavor for exclamation points in your <laughs> Dialogue, you will book many of role. Could I be one day in movies like, like you've been? Well, well, it takes a strong breed of an actor to get a feature film, but um, I'm sure a Hallmark movie of the week would probably be right up your alley. <laughs> Bro, cut that shit off, man. It's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> he just put my ceiling in Hallmark movie. <laughs> now I want to cry, man. Uh, but, I, it's but acting, uh, yeah. It's. Uh, I told you before, like when I watched you, and, and I always say, like, I, I don't. I'll give advice or if someone asks or if we're talking about it as friends, I'll be like, yeah, man, I think this is what you would be good at. This is what I think from just doing it. It's not yeah. that I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been in the union 24 years about, yeah, humble done a brag. T- Yeah, humble brag. Uh, you know, I no, don't I didn't, shit that about wasn't it. a humble brag. A, I, no, just a century. Yeah. I just said it. I didn't yeah. humble brag that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been in the union 24 years. But the thing is, it's so hard to make a living even as an actor now. And there's so much um, competition and, and because of um, it's smaller. The business has gotten smaller because of the internet and Instagram stars, YouTube stars, and they put these guys in roles. And then, but they're not trained. It's just like a comedian. You see these guys come into clubs. They don't have a show. Mm. These Instagram people. They're just kind of personalities, you know. Yes. Whereas when when you talk and you do when we're talking and we mm-hmm. work together that week, that's why I said to you, you should get into acting because you got the right look, mm-hmm. the likability factor. You got you know, it's 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 perfect. But it, it's a whole other career like branch, so it's very hard to do both at once. Is what I've been doing since I started. Yes, I was going to ask but you how's all how's that trying to still do that at the same time going. Um, it's it's acting's been very slow because Florida's production died. I still audition in Atlanta. You know, I did a I did a movie called Triple Nine a couple years ago and um, a couple of little independent films, but I haven't really you remember Triple Nine. Do you remember yeah. Triple Nine? 
It had uh, who did it have any? It you? had uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, the Academy. Oh yeah, guy. yeah. It had uh, Woody Harrelson. It had uh, yes, uh, Casey right. Affleck. It was yeah. a pretty good movie, but it came out against Deadpool. It, I mean, it tanked. Oh, yeah. What the hell would they think of putting out the same week as Deadpool? First time they had it out was on September 11th, and it was like, oh wow, they had all the good ideas. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking, <laughs> you know. Damn. They, when I got it, they were like, "This <laughs> is gonna be a huge movie." I'm thinking residuals, you know. <laughs> my first residual check was like 110 bucks. I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> on top of my mom was sick. I'm like, "I'm gonna get." my credit card debt paid off i can take care of my mom hundred what uh, my dad what what happened what happened i'm like you i can't fucking explain to you so yeah but i you know you with act with comedy you know you get into the clubs you work at you you, you can build your way up i went into acting at the same time to, to i don't know why you know um just just happened yeah but when i see somebody that has that potential to act and on stage, the way you tell your stories, mm-hmm. that's what they're looking for. And they love comics. Yeah. But, um, you know, you, you got to put your you got to put your 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 hat in the game. You got to you know, you get that headshot and get the resume on there. And, and that's and we talked about it. Those yeah. are all the things that I struggle with. Yeah. Is, you know, it's like show business. I'm really good at the show part. Right. Or or, or I feel really comfortable with the show part. Yeah. It's up to the audience side whether I'm good. But. Um, but you know, I feel really comfortable with the show part. It's the business. Mm-hmm. It's it's all these things. It's the submitting and it's, it's the tough. being active and aggressive about it. Because I see some comics. I'm be honest. I'm like, eh, really not that funny. No. But they're just applying to everything. Yeah. They are. So yeah. they're always working, always doing stuff because they're just active. They are, and and that's the squeaky wheel thing. That's the whole you know those cliches are there. Uh, those sayings are there for a reason. You know, it's like uh, I see it. But you know. You you do get into the habit of it like anything. I mean, it's just like you being a lawyer. I mean, that took dedication and time and, and studying, and you couldn't do it half-assed. You'd never be a lawyer. Right. But with this business, it's like part of us, I think, and I can't speak for you, but I can speak for myself, part of us feels like, man, I'm fucking good. You should be finding me yes, and putting me there. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. And it's, it's just not the way it works. Yes, and yes. Un- you know, unfortunately, you got to yeah. keep keep uh, digging away. I mean, it's I've been at it now, God, twenty seven years comedy and acting, and and uh, you know, I got a good resume, you know, acting wise and comedy wise. But um, you know, I'd like to be a little further ahead. Well, let me ask you this: If you looking back over your your twenty seven years, what would you now, Dean, now tell the Dean just getting started? It's funny. I told uh, this young comic, John. Um, I know his last name. He's only been doing comedy six months. He was at the club last night, and he was, you know, involved. And he was going to leave at midnight. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "Well, guys, I got to go." And and Hef's there, and we're all singing. Out. And I'm looking at him, going, "This You're fucking crazy. kid's clueless." So he goes goes to put his jacket on. I go, "You're really leaving." <laughs> and he looks at me. I go, "You got the owner of the comedy zone here. You're hanging out with having beers." And I said, "Take it from somebody who didn't do that in L.A. I, I should have hung out at the Improv more, and I knew people there. And I, I was always like, well, I've been out of ten years on thing.' I said, "Trust me, you don't want to leave." And I go, "I know, yeah, Jeff Foxworthy. I always say this saying I made up. Jeff Foxworthy says, "My father or uncle told me nothing good ever happens in a bar after midnight." And I said, "I always say, no good fucking story ever come from a bar before midnight." <laughs> And I'm not saying it's going to be true. Yeah. Yeah. I said, you want stuff to happen and things to bond over. I'm not talking about fights or chicks. I'm talking about conversation, getting to know people. You know, take the opportunities that are there. You got the guy, the main guy at Comedy Zone. And you're going to leave? People kill to get in a room. And it's not like he's ignoring (laughs) them. Like, he likes the kid. And and then he sees, and this kid knew all the Elton John songs. He's singing along word for word. And it was just like, and he was, I, I like the dude. 
I'm like, look, man, you know, I gave him my number. I said, hit me up if I can help you with anything, advice. But, you know, uh, your response is going to be, hey, good to see you, man. Good time. <laughs> Well, that's what I was going to say. He doing, needs John? to call me <laughs> so I can prepare him <laughs> to reach out to me. Hey, John, Will just text me today. I mean, a little less exciting, <laughs> fella. But it was really, um, yeah. I, would, I would go back to my career. I probably would have focused more on comedy and just let the acting come as it did. I would have said no to certain auditions in L.A., which I, I let my agents and my manager kind of dictate. You know, you got to go on this, you got to go on that, and no time to prepare to, for the read. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely would have hung out at the Improv and um, and the Laugh Factory more. Those are the ones I like. Comedy Store wasn't my thing, but mm-hmm. you know I'd see guys like Sebastian, Brett Ernst. You know Brett was a friend of mine out there, and Sebastian back then was doing all like you know dating single guy stuff. And I was I was doing the dad material for my first joke I ever did. Wow, Italian families. But Sebastian's a solid. I mean that that's a guy that work ethic is unlike anybody else's. And he's, you know, he made seventy million, I think, last year. Someone said I, I heard. I mean, and yeah. he's fucking funny, and he's, you know, he's, he's, it's, it's, but they were at the zone. They were at the zone. This comedy store. The, Brett would be there every night. They do spots there, there. I had the attitude of like, well, I got acting credits. I've been doing this ten years. I got a big manager. Do all of that. I'm not fucking hanging out at these clubs every night. And then when my ex-wife came back, we got. I was like, I gotta go home, man. I got my kids. I gotta take them to school in the morning. Should have hung out. Didn't have to drink or party. You just hang out. Just be seen. Yeah. Be seen. Yeah. And and then you become, hey, you want to do a spot? You want to do a spot? I didn't know that. I mean, I should have known that, but I didn't. But I would just, that's what I would do. I wouldn't. I, I got to credit Debbie Millwater here. I've brought this up a couple of times because I was like that. I was like, you know, I'm funny. People are loving it. I'm good on stage. And, and one day, De- Debbie uh, produces a lot of shows here at the Comedy Zone, especially for the up-and-coming comics, um, different fight night showcases yeah. and ways for them to get on stage. And she said, Will, because I would come in, man, and I'd have my stuff, and I'd go off in the corner. And I'd sit, and I'd wait for my time to go up, and I'd do my show, and I'd say goodbye to everybody. I might say bye to a couple audience members, and I was out of here. Yeah. And she was like, Will, one day you're going to have to get as good off stage as you are on stage. That's good advice. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? And she was like, this whole thing where you just come and isolate yourself. She was like, a, a lot of the work that you're going to get is from other comics and from relationships you yeah. build and the people you surround. So then I started hanging out. Yeah. And I started doing that. And I started going to Wednesday nights at the small bar and hanging with Hef and getting to know him and everything else. And, you know, things have just, you know, been great um, in terms of the trajectory. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now I'm at this stage where, you know, I'm trying to incorporate some of, you know, what we talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm starting to read screenplays. Yeah. Um, learning how to write, trying to put together some stuff with Brian. Um, you know, he's oh, great nice. behind the camera and we've shot some stuff together. So because I didn't want to become one of these comics. We talked about it earlier and you mentioned it, you've done the same thing where it's like you don't even know whether or not they have the goods. They just have a lot of Instagram followers. Right. And yeah. you have one group of comics that just complains about that. Yes. And they go, oh, God, real comics aren't getting work because of, and why, while that is true. Right. What what does it mean? Like, what good does it do? Mm-hmm. Does that boost your paycheck to point that out every 10 seconds? Or do you learn to leverage that? And do you say, OK, I see what they're doing. Let me take my brand and use that for my use it for me. Exactly what you got to do. But if you're so busy complaining, you never getting around to see how you can use it. But that's what they always do, because they don't want to believe that that's the way they, you either change or die. And you could see older comics. And guys, like most people don't think I've been around as long as I've been around because even Hep was like, how the fuck did I know about you? Yeah. I go, well, I, you know, my career was different than most. And I said, um, 
the what the, you know there's guys that that are older now that have embraced the Instagram thing and are making great paychecks selling out theaters and um, Vic DiPatetto is one of them out of, out of New Jersey. He's in his 60s and um, he's selling out theaters. His, his his audience is his audience. They're older. He's got younger followers too, but his audience found him. And now he's making more money than he's ever made. He's got he's got his pitch man for the show that tests products, and he's hilarious. And uh, you know, I I think I met him one time in L.A. or or New York somewhere, but years ago, and he didn't complain. And you can go back to his YouTube. He was doing YouTube little videos when YouTube first started. He saw it, and yeah. a lot of comics aren't seeing it. They're fighting it, and it, they're I don't, fighting it. You know. I shoot what I think is funny on Instagram. I shoot, and I'm corny as shit. Like last night singing that song, I fuck, I loved it. Yeah. And it felt like energy, you know. And then I shoot stupid, funny videos. I'll shoot stuff with my dad. I'll, 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 I just nuts. Whatever I think's funny in my head, I shoot. I don't try to figure out. That's yeah. basically what I'm doing there. So I'm not, and I'm gonna, I'm hoping my audience finds me that they eventually see. Like I like where this guy is going. I like that he doesn't care about this. I don't do anything. I'm not a very um, controversial comic, you know. I'm, I, li I like people to get together and laugh. I think we talked about this too. Like when I lived in LA, I was think I was telling you a while back when we were in the Bahamas that the you have Asian night, uh, oh uh, yeah. Mo Better Mondays, <laughs> yep. uh, the 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 Guinea uh, the WAP show, whatever the hell it was called. So I was like. <laughs> So the Italians, is like everybody had their night. I'm like, so uh, segregation. This is uh, coming <laughs> what back. We doing yeah, and I'm like, the best shows are. And I always, and I think most comics will agree with it. Is when you have white, black, Hispanic, mm -hmm. a mix, and you're laughing and bonding about this, the same yeah. material. And as the comic, it's so beautiful to see. To see it when you look over that crowd, it doesn't matter. And you see everybody laughing, and it's not like, oh, that was a white joke, a black joke, or this no, joke. You can talk about the other cult, but it's like when you bring everybody together, that's the magic of it. And that's you leave some of that at the door, yeah. and everybody just comes in, and we're just connecting in this way yeah. for an hour. For an hour. long I'm with you. And, and you're changing, you know, I don't want to say changing minds, or you're not, you know, you're, not, you're not doing world peace. But, but you can shift perspective. Yes, a you you'll can. make them think yeah. about stuff in yeah. a good way. So that's uh, I mean that that's why we do it, right? I mean th those kind of times. It is the ability to do that. I never have that feeling in a courtroom. I might help get a law changed. I'm still not excited about <laughs> it. I'm, just not, I'm be honest with you, but on stage, that human connection, man, is uh, is big time, and that's kind of what it was amongst the comics, yeah. me and Dean, and getting to know each other, and then uh, like I said, these audiences and the people we hung out with. It's just so many rich experiences that you do. Because when you go from being a lawyer to a comic, people go, "What the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. What?" But then it's like, I hope people listen to this and understand that this is why I'm in love with it. Yep. You know, meeting people and doing what I love to do and giving people a window into it. Because it used to be a time where you saw the person on the stage and that was it. Yep. There was no Twitter, TMZ. It, now they want access to you. Yeah. And it's a different ball game. And those videos you're doing give you like a window into Dean. That's what people want now. Yeah, they do. And you can fight it all you want. You're so right on but that. But that's what society has trained people to want. They, they, you're saying exactly what every comic and entertainer needs to know. When you're in this business now, they, they get – there's no uh, wizard behind the curtain anymore. You know, back when, they saw the comic would come in, and you only saw them when they came in once a year. So, you know, yes. back in the Tim Allen Seinfeld, they'd come in town – you couldn't see them on YouTube or, or the internet. You had, to, uh, you, know, you had to buy a VHS tape or you had to get the album. And they could come in and do the same set a year later. You wouldn't remember because you only heard it the one time. And now it's 24-7. So what else you got? 
besides your comedy? Yes. What else can you? Why would I want to hang out with you? Mm-hmm. Is it, and not that they're gonna, right. but they want to feel that way. They want to feel like you know. Let me let me see what Dean doing yeah. with that. You know, like you're all you're like a, almost a not a family member, but uh, let me see. Kind of. You go to Instagram. Yeah. And, well, how was Dean doing today? That's how people are with Kevin Hart and all these people. Yeah. Dude takes a shit. He puts it on. I was gonna say, oh, Josh Wolf takes a walk every night. He gets high and takes a walk every night. Puts it on, live on Facebook. High in the backyard yeah. uh, is yeah. um yeah. yes yeah. I, yeah and that's and, that, and people eat that shit. They uh, do. But it's like as the artist, you have to develop a comfort level with right. that. I don't even like looking at my face like that. Like just ah, uh, I like listening to my sets when people say I'm like, oh, oh dude, God. it's so like, hard. Why do people even pay me? To do it? <laughs> <laughs> they just they hate listening so, to it. I have so many sets recorded, and <laughs> only if there's a new bit, I'll be like, I got to remember that one joke. I have thousands. It's of sets crazy, and I'm like, to. I'll hold on to them, and one day I'll listen to seven thousand hours of my shit. You know, I'm never gonna. Laugh. I don't know why. I use this weekend and listen to all of them. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and you never do. You get through At twenty birth. minutes. You know, it's so it's so funny, and, and it's like you do. You have to like you the way you said it. People want a window into your your life, like that video I put up last night. You know, I was a little buzzed. You know, put the video and those are the best ones. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> one. And, <laughs> that's uh, a good one. And people woke up and they're like, "This is the first thing I saw this morning. It is so awesome." And you know, there's been a f- there's shit, and it's slowly, you know, it's got like already fourteen hundred views on Facebook in twelve hours. That's it. And I'm like. You just having a good time. That's what they want, and that's just me. That's what I do, mm-hmm. like with my family. If we're out and we're on a cruise, I'm, you know, I'm the, I was the shyest one growing up, but I get a few drinks and I get that inhibition, you know, uninhibited. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to get to the point where I don't need two beers to to get, you know, to do it. Yeah, but see that, but that's the thing. Like you, you, you put up a video like that, you're having a good time. Yeah, people getting to watch it. And then where somebody like me might sit back for three hours writing a script and trying to get every perfect <laughs> right, word right, to make right. a video about some shit I may not care about. <laughs> it's so true. But it's like, but this is funny, so I'm going to give yeah. it to the people and they get 10 views. And, and, and that's the bizarre thing. I put up short ones that were so stupid funny and it would get thousands of views. I put up one that I really worked my Put ass some time into. I go, into can't fucking believe nobody liked this. These morons. These idiots. You're all idiots. And and then you question yourself: Do I even know what I'm doing? <laughs> it's so funny. I I, I I I oh my god! I put up one about Joe Namath called "Missing Joe" about football. That is a great. I, it, it's a funny video, yes. and I produced a shit. Craftsmanship. It got some good views, but I was like, I thought that thing would go viral. I'm like, what the fuck? Then you have some beers and yeah. taste it. It's like thousands. Yeah, if I yeah, if I would have just had some beers and just sat there and done an Adam Sandler impression, <laughs> oh, this guy's brilliant. Yeah, if you'd have just sat there and drank and complained about the Jets yeah. for two minutes, <laughs> that's what I get a thousand. That you know? probably would have. But this was yeah, you it's, know, it's, it's super weird. produced, and I'm like, oh. but you, but instead of being bitter about that, you have to accept that. Yeah, learn from it and learn from yeah. it. I'm not saying like kowtow and change everything. No, but use it to amplify right. whatever you are. So. Yeah, I think there's a there's a happy medium. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, but that's that's a good note to end on. Deed, where can people find you on? Social um, media you can life? find me at uh, Dino Live, D E A N O L I V E dot com. Didn't realize it's also Dean Olive. Uh, so proofread <laughs> before you buy a website. <laughs> Dino Live. Yeah, that's true. I realized that on stage one night. I'm like, that's all, somebody goes. That's also Dean Olive. I go, <laughs> fuck, you're right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Dino Live, um, and you can get my album, You Look Just Like Your Father, on um, on streaming and Amazon, all that crap. And come see Dean tonight. Well, are they going to hear well, this Well, no, the show will be over by the time they yeah. hear this. Oh, that's right, the show will be over. So right, next yeah. time Dean's here, there will be a next, next time. time. I'm very confident yes. in that. 
then make sure and, and get out here to see Dean. Follow him. Go to wherever city he's at. Dude is hilarious. And we didn't even really get to talk about uh, just on stage yeah. and, and and how he comes to life. But Dean becomes these characters. Yeah, it's crazy. Like he that like I I picked up that in my act from him to try and hone that. <laughs> he becomes his dad. The shit yeah. is like surreal. So anyway, uh, see Dean wherever he's at. Thanks for coming through, man. Thank you, man. Great I time, love you, man. That's that's my man. Love and, you back, and, brother. And I'll be a better texter, friend. Well, now I'm that sure. I know, I, I, we'll just <laughs> now, we'll you, stick, we've now you heard me read it, so we we reached the happy medium. The jury has. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. That's right. So so we're all good on this side. Uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>